welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This week, I am joined by two of my favorite running partners from out west, Chelsea Colley and Jessica Dayas. And I know I've just butchered both of your last names, but you guys ready to go for a run? Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. So, Jessica, let's start with you. Pronounce your last name so that I make sure I'm saying it somewhat right. You actually said it correctly. It's Dayas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A minor victory for a week of Mondays. So Jessica, let's start out with kind of tell us who you are, what you do for a living. Please don't leave out the two little precious ones and the, I think, four other precious ones now. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a civil engineer. I work from home, live in Sheridan, Wyoming, but my office actually is in Billings, Montana. And I have twin girls. They are two and a half years old. They're identical. So Mike doesn't know how to tell them apart. Um, (laughs) And I also have three dogs. One of them, which runs with me, she's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, Reba. And we have two parrots and two chickens. And that pretty much completes our household. Yep. So two, two twin girls and a zoo. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. So Chelsea, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Chelsea Coley. I live in Helena, Montana. I'm a small business owner in the summer. I own a paddleboard rental business. And in the winter, I work at a tap room and I'm doing some freelance writing right now. Let's see. I run out here. I have two dogs, Roxy and Finbear. Um, One's an Australian Shepherd and one's a Border Collie mix. So they're great running dogs. And I run with them and my husband. And yeah, that's that's life out here. That is awesome. So just to kind of tell a little story about these two. So I met Jessica in... 20, like the fall of 2015, after my first experience running Bighorn. And we started running together midwinterish of 2016, and then really got serious and trained together all spring of 2016 and had a blast. One of the funny things that happened with Jessica is we were training for the Antelope Butte race and we were up running and we're crossing this creek. And so I crossed the creek first and there were a couple of bicyclists who had been passing us kind of off and on. And I got to the other side and this guy said, man, it is so cool that you're out here running with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. And that was, yeah. So the, the running joke around Sheridan, when Chelsea joined our little tribe and started running with us, which is, was that 2018 or 2017? 2017. Okay. So Chelsea had come and she was a journalist for the local Sheridan press and one of the best, by the way, I'm just, you know, I'm not biased, (laughs) but I think she's one of the best writers and journalists out there. So in case anybody's looking for a journalist, Chelsea is awesome. But um, she joined us kind of probably March or no, February of 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Cause, pretty early. Yeah, because it was when we went on winter runs together and then we all kind of set off on the 2017 Bighorn 50 miler and all crashed and burned that year. But <laughs> <laughs> I think Chelsea and I made it to Dry Fork, right? Yep. And that's where they said, yep, you didn't make it in time. So yeah, so we have a history of running together. So we we adopted Chelsea in 2017 and done a lot of running together. So Jessica, you've probably got the most experience of any of us with ultra running. So give us a little bit of your background and running and ultra running. 
So I started running just casually when I was 18, 19 years old. And then in 2001, my cousin was diagnosed at the age of four with leukemia. And so I wanted to do something to help. And so I saw a commercial on TV about team and training. And so I joined team and training and I raised funds for them and ran my first six marathons with them. And that was in Fresno, California. And then I moved to Sacramento, California, where I heard about the American River 50 mile endurance run. And I said, I'm going to run that. I knew nothing about running more than a marathon. And so I looked up training schedules and I trained myself. I had some running partners that would come out and join me for parts of my runs, but nobody would run all of my runs with me. So in 2007, I ran my first 50 miler and then I was, I was hooked from there. Um, in 2009, I ran American river 50. Again, I trained about eight, nine people to run that. Um, we all ran and finished. And then that was in April. And in June, I came out to Sheridan and ran my first bighorn 52 mile race. It's the only 52 mile bighorn race that I have finished. Yes, but there's something even more significant about it. You? I got third place in my age group. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Time. You, get a, you get a big rock with it. I got so a big it, rock. it's called, you know, you rocked. And so it, it's a lot of fun. Jessica is okay. the only one of us three that it's rocked. So that's awesome. And, yeah. And then that same year, 2009, I ran the Tahoe triple. So three marathons in three days around Lake Tahoe. So that was oh kind of my, my big ultra running year. And then in 2012, I moved to Sheridan. And so then I've just been running the Bighorn since then and attempting to finish Bighorn 52 and haven't done it <laughs> since 2009. So. Yeah, but you've finished the 50K, so you're good. Yeah, I've done the 50K a few times and um, the 18 miler and I have a multiple 50Ks under my belt as well. Awesome. I don't awesome. even know how many. Lots and lots. I want to talk to you about a brand of clothing I've just started using called 3mealsclothing.com. I've got the running shorts, I've got tank tops and some other stuff. But I am telling you what, I just bought this pair of cargo pants that will blow your mind. They're very, very comfortable. They fit fantastic. They stretch. All the good things that you're looking for. 3mealsclothing.com. Check out the link in the show notes. Or you can use LAUL24 at checkout and get 15% off. So Chelsea, yeah. tell us a little bit about your running career. Sure. So I started running probably 11, 12 years ago, ran my first 5k in Nebraska. And afterward I said, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so <laughs> we see how that worked out. Yes. We've um, heard many never agains from Chelsea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then did my first full marathon. I don't remember what year it was a few years later ran with some girls that I was friends with in DC. Was that the Marine Corps? No, that was like a year later. So this, our first one was in Austin, the Austin marathon. And then, yeah, I've done Marine Corps, a couple others. I just did Brooklyn in April. I'm training for New York city marathon. Awesome. Yeah. And then when I moved to Sheridan, everyone kept asking me, are you doing Bighorn? (laughs) Cause when they would find out I was a runner, and of course, I was just like, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, um, Bighorn? <laughs> I had no idea what it was, but I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then 
yeah, so tried Bighorn for the first time in 17, didn't finish. You guys got me out, back out and did Antelope Butte 50K, finished that. And then um, why am I blanking on the South Dakota race? Uh, Lean Horse. Lean Horse, (laughs) finished the Lean Horse 50. Kept trying Bighorn every year and finally finished in 19. Thank you guys. You guys helped me get past that finish line. So that's my last ultra, but since then have still been racing, do some local races and stuff like that. That's awesome. So we've done a couple of adventure runs together. How would you describe some of our runs together? Jessica, you can, you can start. Well, they pretty much start out of Mike texting me and saying, you ready for an adventure tomorrow? (laughs) And I agree. (laughs) Sure. I usually have no idea where we're going. I leave it up to Mike and we've had quite a few adventures. We've been stuck in the snow We've hitchhiked because we took a wrong turn. We've gone 10 more miles than we thought we were going to go. And ran With no food. food or water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to go to Lake Geneva the first time. So there's That's that right. bonus, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, in, in all our ventures, even though we've had some uh, crazy times, we've seen a lot of pretty uh scenery and we've seen a lot of wildlife and we just had a lot of we just have a lot of fun on our adventures so chelsea what's been your favorite kind of adventure run that we've done together it's hard because i don't know the names of places of where we went and stuff because <laughs> i just kind of joined on and trusted you guys to get me out and get me home safe <laughs> boy was that a mistake <laughs> um yeah <laughs> But there was the one, was it Lake Geneva? Did I join on one of those? Yep, where we started at Park Reservoir. Yeah. And I told you it was only- That's the one where we ran out of food. Yeah, because I thought it was 12 miles miles or something like that. And yeah, we ended up with, you know, somewhere close to 20. It was a fun day. Yeah. (laughs) So that, and then there was a training run and I don't remember where we went at all, but I just remember it was like at the very tail end of winter, beginning of spring, and things were starting to green up and the um, dirt looks so rich and red against it. And like, it just, that run in particular filled my soul that day. And yeah. um, I, I don't know where we, it was. We ran that up to Smith Lean Horse. Well, oh yeah, Smith that Creek. Was Smith oh Creek. yes. And I remember we um, came up the, the top of that huge hill and we started to go down the other side and it was just green. And Chelsea said, this just reminds me of what Ireland would look like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What I would picture it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on that run, we all kind of started talking about some deeper things too. And it just, it was a really great run and it's always stuck with me. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was the first time you ever had crossed a Creek, right? With Yeah, it was. (laughs) So yeah, we taught Chelsea how to just say, you know what, you're going to get wet, just go through it. So yeah, we had a lot of fun on that run. That was a fun one too. So cool. Getting on to topic. So Eliza Fletcher has brought one of my most maddening things back up again. I learned about the way the difference between the way that a male goes out running and a female goes out running when you guys agreed to join me on a crazy training run in the middle of the night when I was training for my first hundred miler. Do you guys remember that? Yep. Yes. So you guys taught me a lot that night. 
things that I had never even thought about running. So you guys want to start talking about that? Are you guys comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay. So Chelsea, why don't you go first? Because you've run in probably some of the biggest cities compared to the two of us. And <laughs> and you really taught me a lot that that night. So why don't you start and kind of tell us what it's like for a female runner running when the rest of us don't even think about things? I think that as a female runner, a lot of my fears are the same as just being out alone every day as a female. So I have a lot of the same fears that I would while I'm walking to my car, things like that, regardless of the time of day, but especially at night and especially if I'm alone. So like to me, if I see any person that looks bigger than me, they're automatically a threat. It doesn't matter if they're man or woman. As I get closer, if they're a man, they're especially a threat. And I'm automatically on even higher alert. I'm just always like on the lookout and thinking of how I'm going to get out of a situation or where's the closest place for me to run to, things like that. So every time, like if you go out for a pre-dawn run, you're, mm -hmm. are you like hyper aware of everything around you? Yes. So is there at any point that you just relax and just run? Um, no. Okay. I think that's a shame. At no point you get into this, wow, it, what a beautiful sunrise. You might see the beautiful sunrise, but then you're once again hyper aware? Yes, for me, yes. Okay. Jessica, tell us a little bit about your experiences and, and your thoughts on the same thing. Well, going back to the night run that we did with you, the 32 miler, where it kind of really opened your eyes. I just remember we were out on Beaver Creek Road and the pitch black and Chelsea and I were standing together and you were running in up ahead of us and we were jumping at every noise. We didn't know if it was a person, an animal. We didn't know what was out there. It was so dark. And so that, that just kind of, you know, kind of set the mood for the whole thing because that was the beginning of the run. And then we got over onto um, South Park. We just got onto the parkway and there was a bench there and there was a homeless person sleeping, which is kind of rare for Sheridan in any way. But that was the moment that we were like, we got to get off this pathway. We need to get onto the streets where there's lights, where we can see like, if you're in the lights, it's a little less scary, I guess, than if you're just in the dark and there's people around. And then going back to when we did the 4 by 4 by 48 we also were running in the dark in South Park. And the same kind of thing happened. You were in front of me ahead of ways, and there was a guy, and you'd already passed the guy, and you didn't even see the guy. Yeah. But I saw the guy from way far back before you even passed him. And I was scared. I was watching that guy, and I just you know, you just get scared. It's like, what are you going to do? And it was just everything I had to get past him and to catch back up to you. And then I told you, and then you were like, wow, like you had no idea that there was that guy. So there's this thing that I think that men probably just go out and they just run and they don't even notice most of what's going on around their surroundings. Whereas us as women, we see everything. I mean, I'm constantly scanning the roads and what's going on around. And like Chelsea said, looking for a way out like where am I going to go if something happens to me what am I going to do and so it, it's hard like you know if I go out by myself I try to go out in daylight I try to go out on roads that are well traveled just because I want cars to constantly be passing right 
once again, there's like no relaxation when you're out on these runs by yourself. No, there really isn't. And, and you know, this has been happening. I think that with social media and stuff, this like comes to light, like, and everybody hears about it and sees it. But this was happening back when I was, you know, 25 years ago when I was running. Right. Um, you know, cars will pass you and guys will do cat calls and yell at you. And I was 18, 19 years old. And so it was scary back then. And so I would run with my dog because my dog's scary looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry. So sorry, Chelsea. Finn is not scary looking. I know he's not, but Roxy, <laughs> she, um, she might be a little smaller, but she barks and she, she just seems a little bit more intense. So I okay. feel a lot better with her too. <laughs> I just remember when we got to meet Finn and I was like, yeah, Finn, Finn's not scary. So no. <laughs> All right. when I'm running with my dogs, I'm not as worried because mm-hmm. I know my dog's going to protect right. me, but then there's always the person can harm your dog too. Right. So there isn't really an answer to how do we make, how do we create an environment where women can run free? Not specifically, but I think it's important to recognize that this is one branch of violence against women. And it's also stems from women's inequality and social norms and ideas. So while there's not like an answer specifically for this, there's a bigger problem at hand that we can work towards fixing. Yes, I totally agree with that. You know, we're talking about um, going out and running, but we're not even safe in the Walmart parking lot walking to our cars. Yeah. Right. It's happening in Sheridan and we never thought it would happen in Sheridan and it's happening at Walmart and it's just not safe anywhere. Yeah. Right. And um, we've actually taken a step back, I think, in the last couple of years in terms of what you're talking about, Chelsea, with, you know, societal, how do we view women? And I think we've taken a couple steps back, which is not good, but yeah, yeah. I agree. We have a number of problems in America and women's inequality and the way that we treat or don't treat women is probably one of those up at the top that I think needs to be fixed. And, you know, criminal justice reform is, is another thing. We've got innocent people that are rotting away in prisons where nobody's getting reformed in a prison. I mean, let's face the fact there, there's no reform coming in prison. I don't think, I don't know that that's an answer is, you know, Hey, send them to prison, they'll get reformed and then we'll just release them and they'll be angels. That's not the truth. I don't think. It might happen, you know, 2% of the time. (laughs) Right. So back to running and focused on that. I mean, is there a way that like when you guys run in a group, do, does it help to have men stay back and run with you? Who says that we're slow? Maybe, maybe they have faster than I am. So (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for men to be cognizant that, it's a different reality for us. So even if it's not one sticking with me, if it's someone, you know, introducing themselves when I join the group and saying, you know, we recognize that this is a problem. If there's anything that we can do or do better, let us know. And just opening that conversation up. That's a good point. Jessica? I think on on group runs, you know, it's less scary for me because there's other people around but what gets scary is when everybody's faster and they run ahead and then you don't see them again. 
And so, especially when you're on trails, like everybody has to kind of give up their own pace and run a certain distance and then wait for everybody to catch up just to make sure everybody's and not, not only safe from predators, but also safe just from falling over cliffs. Yes. As we know very well. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Little, little incident and, and little horn Canyon. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have a running group here called the happy snails. And um, so I think that they do a really good job of not like all staying together, but they stop at every junction and even their fastest runner. He's just, he's just slow and steady to be fast, if that makes sense. But yeah, they stop at every junction and make sure everyone's with the group and then they keep going. And I just think that they do a really good job of that. Awesome. That's a good point. Yeah. I think, I think one of the important things as a guy who goes out and does, I mean, most of my runs are still solo. I, I really enjoy the, the solo time and everything, but when I do a group run, you guys, you know, are kind of one of the the key ones that kind of taught me, okay, go ahead and run ahead, but stop and wait for us every once in a while and make sure we're okay. Or, you know, it, it is not a crime for a guy to run backwards mm-hmm. and, and, you know, go, okay, everybody good. And, you know, then you can go charging on ahead again. But I just think it's important for guys to be aware that there is a different dynamic than when me and a bunch of guys go out and hit a trail. I remember running with Christy and you'll remember this, Jessica, and it was Jessica and I sitting there going, my God, we're never going to catch her. So, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's not like guys are always the fastest. So, you know, it's, uh, I think it's important for if you're running in a group, doesn't matter what your gender is. Remember that, you know, it's okay to stop and wait and it's okay to run back and make sure everybody's doing okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's evolve into how we kind of end all these podcasts, brand new runners, out there and they're trying to get their groove on running and everything. What's the number one thing you would tell them? And, and let's just kind of keep this on topic with women. So you've got a a brand new woman who wants to go out running. What would you tell them as your number one tip? And we'll start with Jessica. Honestly, I would tell them to find a group because group run there's nothing like group running but if they can't find a group to run with definitely carry pepper spray or bear spray i think bear spray would work better than pepper spray because it kind of disperses instead of straight line streamed or you know they have like handheld weapons that you can carry in your hand or carry a key in your hand just be protective of yourself and then also just always watch your surroundings okay just be diligent i agree with finding a group and everything that Jessica just said, I would say stay, stay aware, have an idea of a place that's safe, that's within a distance you can run to, tell someone when you're leaving, where you're going, and follow up to tell them when you're back. And then stick to that route. Don't, don't stray from it. And that's just safety in general, too, if you fall and you know twist your ankle or something. And then to follow up with carrying something, This is something I saw someone else post, but I thought that it was a good pointer that you should practice using it. So if you're carrying pepper spray, know where it is on your body, practice using it so that when you're right in that moment, you're not fumbling with it. There's no question as to which way to point it or how to get the cap off or things like that. You can just react and it's second nature. Oh, that's a great point. When I run with pepper spray, I carry it in my hand. 
Do yeah. You? And I okay. always have my finger on the trigger. It's not only for people, it's dogs. And okay. Yeah. Just going back to the bigger idea that this is a societal violence against women problem. Yes. To solve this, it's also important to vote, vote for women, vote for men who support women, their autonomy, their ideas, their policies, and also to give women a platform, not just to talk about quote unquote women's problems, but women are experts in all of these fields. And it's important to invite them to the table so that they can be seen and respected as such. So that's where I want to thank you, Mike. Because yes, we're talking about this today and you have some other, I saw domestic violence and stuff like that as topics, but you also invite women to talk as experts in the running field and you highlight their accomplishments. And that's part of what it takes to solve this problem and what it means to be an ally. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks guys. I really do appreciate it. And it's an immense joy in my heart to get to talk to you guys together again. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.